Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And today, we're going to be discussing some pretty basic things here. Uh, number one, the reaction to NC State dropping 18 or 218 in the uh, media polls, as well as the line for the Charleston Southern game currently sits at having NC State at 44 and a half point favorites. I'm going to tell you whether or not you should take that bet and why. That's all coming up and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack because trust me, I've seen these things play out before and I'm a firm believer that the best predictor of future behaviors is the past. So we're going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are Locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 Wolfpack fans. So uh, we're talking about the AP the AP Top 25 polls and, and where everybody's ranked and all that good stuff and, you know, who dropped, who, who rolls, all that. And honestly and truly, um, we saw a... a drop of five down to um, down to from 13 to 18 in terms of the AP top 25. And all I've got to say is this at the end of the day, I don't think anybody from Wolfpack nation should be mad about this because overreaction is the name of the game in weeks really zero through about three to four. Like we have not seen enough to talk about a pattern, to talk about what a team definitively is or is not, and yet we're still going to get it anyway. We're still going to get people saying, well, I know for a fact that this team is this and rada, 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 and I've seen it, da, 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 da. At the end of the day, it is no point in wasting your breath. It is no point in getting upset. It's no point in being one of those people that is swearing to the high heavens, oh, this team is wildly overrated and they're never going to be good again, and da, 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 da. You can do that if you want to. I personally just believe that it's a waste of your time. I, I really and truly do from a multitude of levels. If you look back, and I, I want to put you all in a time capsule for a moment here. I, I want to put you in the time capsule of last year. I want to take you back to uh, the end of, of week two last year and talk about where everybody was and who was thinking what and what was going on. At the end of week two last year, and I know right now we're going into week two, but I just want to give you some context because, again, there's more teams playing on week zero, so we've seen a few more games. So I want to take you to week two there. Oregon beat Ohio State without Kayvon Thibodeau. Everybody thought that they were going to be a playoff team at that point in time. They thought that Cristobal was going to be there forever. He had caught lightning in a bottle, and that team's just going to be as great as great can be. Notre Dame were allegedly frauds because they had just barely scraped over against Toledo. So apparently they were a bad team that was going to get the wheels whooped off them in every game they played against good teams. Turns out that their only loss of the regular season came to a Cincinnati team that made the playoff. Stanford was supposed to win the Pac-12 because they had just knocked off number 14, uh, USC. I don't believe Stanford went to a bowl game last year. I'm fairly certain they did not. I could be wrong about that, but I, I, I'm having some very strong doubts about whether or not Stanford went to a bowl game last year. But you get my point here. 
You get the point. What I'm trying to get through to you is last year. And you know what? Let's let's even take it here, right? Let's even talk about the fact that who knows? Maybe I was being a little too tough. Maybe I was doing a little bit too much uh, in terms of, you know, what they are or not or, or what happened there in terms of um, in terms of who did or did not do what or maybe I'm not close enough to home. So let me bring it on home for you so we can talk about it. Yeah, Stanford finished three and nine after knocking off number 14 USC. Anywho, let's bring it closer to home, shall we? Virginia Tech was ranked. Fuente had figured it out. They beat the world-beating UNC team week one. I'm just saying. I'm just these are all narratives that you can go back and look up from the end of week two from last year. So this is why I keep telling everybody, relax. We are hyperventilating. People are having conniptions over stuff that we've seen in in week one. That is what everybody's going to assume the team's going to be for the rest of the year, which we've always seen. It's patently false. It's patently false. There are going to be teams that have more bad games because they're not a good team. There are going to be teams who struggle week one that are going to be really good. I think that NC State falls into the latter category. The coaches poll still has us at 13, but even still, I'm not upset. I'm not in the mode of caring too much about, you know, who gets ranked where and what. A lot of people are saying, oh, man, look at uh, Miami jumped in all the way in and all the most jumped you guys and all that good stuff uh, because they beat Bethune-Cookman. Who cares? At the end of the day, if you go out on the field, and if this team goes out on the field and does what they're supposed to do, whatever the media thinks will not matter. And I'm going to tell you this. I think that every team in the NCAA falls into one of three categories, okay? The first category is the media loves you. You are a media darling. Regardless of what you do, people are going to find a way. You know what I mean? I, I, I like to liken them to a, a um, what a fool believes, the, the old song by Michael McDonald. Because there are some folks who, you know, as she rises to your apology, they see, they know, they scream, Texas is back every year, every year. After game one or two, Texas is back, they're back, they're back, they're back. They weren't back every time, every time. And this ain't just about Texas. There are other teams that fall into this category of whatever you do, if if there can be a way because you've got some name recognition as a program, if there can be a way in positive name recognition, if there can be a way for uh, media members to say, oh, yeah, that, that, that team's good now, they're going to do it. They're going to do it for sure. And then there's the second group, which most group of five teams fall into, that the media does not know enough or care enough to make a decision one way or the other in terms of, uh, well, we're just going to knock them just because. And, and that's, you know, we're not going to have faith in them just because that's how that's going to rock out. And that's just what it is. What fight me about it. Sue me again, mostly group of five teams fall in there. You've got a few power five teams that like, eh, they're not terrible, but their history isn't bad. It's not great. It's like, man, you know, like no, no big name recognition one way or the other. And then you've got the third group teams that will have to virt- be virtually perfect to be loved by, uh, the media, they'd have to run the table. They'd have to whoop the wheels off everybody by 30 to be 
media darlings, and that's where NC State falls. That is that is where teams uh, in the Power Five that are historically middling or maybe even bad historically doesn't matter how good they are. Doesn't matter. All it takes is one bad game or one bad performance, and all of a sudden they're the worst thing in the world, and everybody knew it all along. Everybody knew it. That's just, again, that's just, it's part of the deal. It's part of the deal, okay? A lot of national media members do not watch every game because it's virtually impossible to do so. So who cares? It doesn't doesn't matter. It does not matter what is thought about outside of the program in week one, in week one especially. Now, if we're talking 11 12 games in and we're undefeated and people are still talking about they're the 13th, 14th best team. Unless there are multiple, uh, you know, and knock on wood that this doesn't happen, unless there are multiple catastrophes to where teams are having to trot out uh, their, their, what's the word I'm looking for, intramural football teams. When we get to week 11, week 12, if you're still talking about there's a, a big goose egg in that loss column and people are saying, well, they don't belong in the top 10, they don't belong in the playoff conversation, then you have you are in a space where it is time. It is time to start having conversations. It is time to start tripping and having conniptions about what is going on or what isn't. But if we're looking at after week one, come on, stop wasting your time. This is we are going to see every year, and this is we live in a popcorn society now. We live in a microwave society now. Everything, throw it in the microwave, get done quick. We don't live in a, a society that understands. You cannot cook oxtails in a microwave. Them things need to be deep boiled all day. They need to be boiling for a minute before you get them. That's the reality of what this is. That's the reality. We are seeing week ones where teams play the southeastern directional Delta Valley school for the differently abled, put up 100 points, and all of a sudden they're a really good team. If you struggle week one, all of a sudden you're a terrible team now. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. This team still has every single thing it wants in front of them. Every single thing that it wants in front of them. So uh, we'll be getting into a little bit of the betting odds next. But while we're talking about that type of stuff, I got to tell you about Underdog Fantasy. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. It is easy to play. You could win some cold, hard cash in a single game. And Underdog has investment backing from Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, Adam Schefter, and more. They've always been focused on building superior products for a fun user experience. And hosts should implement their experience um, as far as what you're looking for, what you're going for in in your fantasy pools. So with that being said, sign up with the promo code Locked on and underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Deposit a hundred, get a hundred free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store or Google Play Store. CTA is uh the fact of the matter is underdog fantasy promo code locked on. Get in on the college pick'em action today. So I hope that I've made it clear. I hope that I've made it, you know, very abundantly clear that week ones and, and all that good stuff and all those rankings, they they shouldn't be jumping out the gym. It shouldn't be something that you're, you know, just just yelling and screaming about and all that good stuff. And and, you know, it's 
it just is what it is. Now, let's get into that 44-and-a-half-point favorite against um, against Charleston Southern. Now, here's the thing, and I know some of y'all are not going to like this. Some, some of y'all are going to get upset at me for saying this. Some of y'all are going to hope that I'm wrong and all that good stuff. But honestly and truly, I think it's a good thing that, that this is the case. I do not see a world where – uh, state clears that in terms of um, the 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 spread. I don't see state covering that spread. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And that's this has nothing to do with NC State being bad. This has nothing to do with um, a belief that oh they can't get the job done. However, historically, Doran has shown a lot of mercy to um, to FCS teams. That's that's just a fact. That's just a fact. Throughout his history, as the head coach of NC State, NC State has won six games by 40 points or more. One of them was in conference against Louisville. Uh, one was against Presbyterian. One was against, and I believe Presbyterian was the only FCS team um, out of the group. Oh, no, no, Western Carolina. I'm not sure if Western Carolina is. Yeah, I believe Western Carolina is still FCS. So, yes, Western Carolina and Presbyterian are the only ones. Of the teams that he's beat by over 45 points, you got South Alabama, ECU, USF. The reality is Doran has always shown a ton of compassion for those uh, FCS schools. And when he gets up enough, when it is clear that the brakes have been beaten off a team, he calls off the dogs. So I think it's pretty clear. Again, this is not a, a knock against NC State. This isn't saying, I don't believe that Doran can get the job done. I don't believe that Devin Leary will be sharper. This team will be pissed off. They will be angry. But another fun fact is a majority of the time when the team scores, wins a game by 40, the previous game, they also won that game by double digits. So the reality is it is normally when State is feeling good and rolling and everything is everything is right and, you know, couldn't miss, uh, couldn't miss if they tried – that they go in and, and have these dominant performances, these 40 plus point wins. But right now, after a game where um after a game where it's like you struggled a little bit, there were some problems, there was a, a, a feeling of sadness after the game for a lot of guys, as if they lost even though they won. I think that there's gonna be a, a definite domination here. I think that this game isn't gonna be close. I think this one's gonna be over by halftime for sure. But with that being said, because it will be over by halftime, I think the starters won't play all of the third quarter. And I think at that point, once you start playing the younger guys and, you know, letting folks uh, get in and, and get some live action reps in the game, I think you're looking at a very different situation in terms of scoring output than you would with the ones. Yes, we do talk about the depth of this team a lot. Absolutely. I'm not saying that there's a massive drop off. I'm not saying that this is a totally different team, but I'll put it like this. I think that the biggest uh, factor of NC State scoring a lot of points is going to be the quarterback. And I don't see why you would leave Devin Leary in if you're up by, you know, 28 or 35 points against an FCS team in the middle of the third quarter. I don't see the, the, the risk to the reward is astronomical. A game that you're going to win going off, you're going to win handily anyway. Why would you risk your quarterback getting hurt for that? You wouldn't. It doesn't make sense. So, if you're a better, I would definitely, definitely go with Charleston uh, Southern to to have the game be closer 
than 45 points. I, I think that that's, I think that's pretty safe to say. Um, and also, I mean, at a certain point in time, a lot of coaches like kind of recognize, all right, we're not going to win this game. We're getting the wheels whipped off us. We want to run some things that uh, put us in a good position or we want to run our offense as we normally do. But also at a certain point, it's like, eh, if if we end up to where we're getting beat up on by this team so bad, it's it's a point where you kind of need to just wave the white flag, go super conservative on offense, drain a lot of clock, um, and, you know, just try to keep everything in front of you, which you're going to still get beat because the other team's going to nickel and dime you down the field. But with that type of loss, you're still less likely to allow a massive amount of points than you would if you were going um, full throttle, you know, just pedal to the metal and and trying to uh, get everything you can offensively. So I think that Charleston Southern um, is it, this game is closer than 45. But again, not because these teams are are talent wise closer than 45 points off. I think it's it happens that way because Doran calls off the dogs early. So that's just my thought there. Stick with me. We'll be here. We'll be right back in just a second uh, to close this thing out. So again, I hope that we all understand, okay, as surely as Stanford didn't win the Pac-12 last year, as surely as Oregon was not a great team that was indefatigable last year, that just was uh, light years ahead of Ohio State last year, as surely as Fuente did not, in fact, have it figured out at Virginia Tech, which is why Pry is there right now, Fuente didn't leave to go to a better job, not what happened. As surely as Notre Dame was not frauds last year, as surely as all those things exist, is how assured you can be that this is a small sample size, an extremely small sample size, a sample size so small that I would say that there is not enough evidence to make me believe something. some of the things that I saw on Saturday are permanent. The sample size I've seen of Devin Leary and, and what he can do at, by and large, is not what we saw Saturday. Again, what we saw Saturday was the worst him in a thousand games. So, a thousand days, rather. So, I'm not going to, you know, be too broken up, torn up, and, and upset about that thing. Listen, it happens. Sometimes, you're not, every game is not going to be a great game. They survived. They got out with a win. Move on. Doesn't matter where they rank you. And as far as that 44 and a half points uh, spread goes, again, I, I'm not taking that. I I would not take it. I just think that there is way too much. Uh, again, Doran always shows a lot of compassion to uh, FCS schools. And I think that this is going to be another one of those situations where, yes, if, if Doran Zoe wanted to, right? If Doran was on his Calvin Ridley plan and, and had the uh, – Big day from Raleigh account on on DraftKings or whatever the case may be. Yeah, for sure they would get that forty five easily. But that's not the case. I don't I don't think that's the case. I don't think that there's a motivating factor to get to that forty five um, in a very serious way. So I think that this team dominates. I think they put them away early, and I think they get the starters out in the middle of the third. Thank you all so very much for coming out, Wolfpack Nation. I appreciate y'all every single time. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go pack. Our Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 